time for the Any Conversation Podcast with funny man Damian Lemon and the voice of your choice, Ali Muhammad. Yeah, one time. This is Damian Lemon. And this is Ali Muhammad. This is In the Conversation. The podcast. We are here, live it, and direct. In the building. Ah, uh, shit. Metro Podcast Studios. Word, word, Shout word. out to the people. No doubt, no oh, doubt. Oh, man. What's good with you, brother? Hey, man. Everything's good, man. Everything's good. Well, that's good. Out here rolling, you know. Busting, busting through life, you know. Busting through life, yeah. Busting through that bitch, like wow, fuck out of here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, life will try to put you in the headlight. You gotta, you can't be lollygagging with it. You gotta grapple with that you gotta, shit. You know what I'm saying? You gotta get out there and wrestle. Uh-huh. <laughs> you trying know? to live. I hear wrestling with it. Oh man, I hear that. You know what I'm saying? Let them know. You know, wake up. Know you gotta fight me every day. Uh huh. I'm here. First on site, player. On site. Damn. <laughs> That sounds like adversity. Nah, it ain't adversity unless you unless you let unless them you lose and catch you on sight. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Life <laughs> sneak up on your ass. And as soon as soon as you get rest restful and shit, uh, <laughs> and shit start damn. busting you upside there. Blah blah. Mm. Damn. <laughs> well, shit. Uh, but, uh, but it's all good. Okay. So you know what I'm saying. Okay. Ain't no trip trip. That's what's up. Me and life ain't got no beef right now. We, you know, we chilling. We kicking it off. I'm chilling. No doubt. Kicking it off. Uh, I was outside, you know, where we at now. The new spot is kind of, it's in a new mix. You know what I mean? So I'm outside. I'm sitting on a, waiting on a parking spot. And uh, while I'm there, doing a lot of people watching. Mm -hmm. It's a good people watching locale. Okay. You know what I mean? It's a lot of. A lot of funny walkers. <laughs> What's a funny walker? <laughs> just I don't know. They come in all different styles. You know what I mean? <laughs> like this, you know, you got to see it. I can't. Nah, even, man, when you, I can't audio. When you just, when you watch humans walk, yeah, humans walk very weird. Oh yeah, they get through it because it's there's no particular way to get through life, as you said. There's no real way to get through. You just got to. Get your yeah, ass through you it, get and however you do it. Some people and, look like they're galloping. And, and see, you know, I come from an era where you practice your walk. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you come get, through. You get your walk together. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you, that's a whole, but that's a part of everything. Uh-huh. But when you people watch, you see that people ain't practicing that they shit. They ain't working the, on the it all. just be flopping here and there. Looking like, crazy. <laughs> Looking like little little animals in the wild. Yeah, man. So, but that's that's some fun shit to do until people see you. Then you look like a creep. Ah, <laughs> you look like the creep in the car. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a weird movie. The creep in the car. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now the the shit be like once I started like doing video. Yeah, and shooting motherfuckers. Mm. When you get in the world, you can't really turn off your eye. You know what I'm saying? So you're looking at everything like it's a shot. Oh, uh, oh the light look good on that right there. Oh, uh, you be looking at people, they be like, what the fuck? All the scrutiny in your face. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just like, what the fuck you looking at? Yeah, that's that th- yeah, that's crazy. So, you know what I'm saying? I try, I try to refrain, but it's like, you know, that good golden light start hitting on anything. You just like, okay, that that right there'll be a good shot. And I ain't the street photographer dude with the uh-huh. camera on deck. Like, hey, can I take your picture? Nah, nah, I'm not that dude. That's interesting. I'm not that guy. You are. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, Cause you are. 
you said one, you look at things through as shots, mm-hmm. but you, you you tell story tell you tell stories via video. That's definitely a mm-hmm. platform. But it's interesting. I mean, I know you did shoot a little bit of still fo- still right. photography, mm-hmm. but I guess you kind of just. Oh, I guess for sake of a better word, you leaped over that shit and went to a whole nother medium. You don't fuck with still photography? <laughs> no, nah, I do. Reason? I do, but I don't do like street photography. That's a, mm. a song science in itself because like it, it it requires a level of um, socializing that yeah. I don't like to mix with my art. Okay. You know what I'm saying? As far as what I'm doing. Okay. So <clears throat> to stop somebody from their day, right. hold up, hold up, hold up. Let me... Hey, I like what you got on. I'm this photographer. Yeah. I do this blog or whatever the fuck. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I like to, to see shit as it's going and capture it as it's going, as it is. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to... Unprompted. Yeah, let me go pose you up. Let me stop you from what you, that light, let me put you back right here. Because the beauty of, of video and still photography is that you don't get them times again. You know what I'm saying? That light... Right. On that person at that time is what it is, and it's, it won't happen again. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You could try to make it happen, da 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 da, but you know what I'm saying? You can't replicate that second or that you know what I'm saying that moment. That's that's the beauty of it, and I and that's the way I play in it. Like, let me capture these moments as they exist in real time, mm-hmm. and so that's that's how you know. That's how I've been moving with it. So it, it's hard for me to snap out and, and do like street photography. That's a whole nother science. I used to do a little bit of street photography. Before it was, I guess, a genre. Before it was like called street photography. You mean, it was and that photog- was really just a creep with a camera. Nah, not when you actually having the the info, the interface. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, no, no. I was, I was clearly having the interface. Hold on, let me catch this. Yo, you want to, like, but like, I was strangers, or strangers and okay. people I knew because it was just like, fuck it, let's get it. You know what I mean? Let's let's figure it out. And, it, and it's one of the things, it's a feeling because it is, it's basically cold call. It's almost right. cat calling. Right. You know what I mean? On yeah. a certain level, it, it's, it's a weird moment where it's like, yo, I just want to take your photo. You know what I mean? That that's that's that could be weird in many contexts. Right. But and this is before this was film, so they mm-hmm. gotta trust right. that this shit ain't going nowhere. Right. And you can't even show them the, you the digital print. You can't even let it. They don't even know if the photo was good. It just it was the moment. Right. It was the moment, and that that's what it used to be. Like yo. Okay. Ooh, like you remember right. back in the day before everybody could kind of. You gotta go develop that. Bit. Yeah, do the <laughs> approval. You nah, know what I, mean? I don't even do the approval. You know, if I shoot somebody like in a party or some shit like that, yeah, that's different. I don't do the approval. I'm talking about like in society now, like if you do take a photo of a friend of yours or that, yo, yeah. let's do this, let's take this photo. It's bing bang, and then it's the review. And then, <laughs> you know what I mean? You hope the review, you pass the review, because if you don't, we got to go back. Now your confidence is down. I'm, now you have 79% because you didn't perform in the first one. I'm Scrooge McGrooge with that <laughs> shit, though. Shit, I, second and long. I take that bitch and keep it moving. Yeah. If it didn't work, hey, it didn't work. But we not finna do this right here. Yeah, yeah. I don't like <laughs> to do a lot of that, but that that happens at, like, mm-hmm. at shows, after shows. You know what I mean? Like. Right. Let's do it. I was blurry. Let's get it again. Ah, right, my stomach right. was out. See, the worst shit ever, though, when I'm out shooting, is the motherfucker who stop you and cold call you. Like, right. can you take my picture? Oh, yeah, that's You know what I mean? Be like, hey, I'm doing video, first of all. But can you take it with my phone? 
Because <laughs> you must know what you're doing. Right. You so look you, like a pro. You got a camera. But then you you set up the picture, you know what uh-huh. I'm saying? You get it right. And then they hit you with the, nah, nah, you got to put it up in the air high. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? The angle got to be high. I'm like, who told you that bullshit now? Y'all acting a goddamn fool. Uh-huh. Take this goddamn camera now. Because mm-hmm. I'm not going to be subjected to your selfie rules. Right. Because ain't nowhere in the professional landscape is nobody taking a picture from way up above. Yeah, I guess so. You know what I'm saying? Any fashion shoot you see, any professional photo you see is not going to be coming from sky high shooting down on you. Let me ask you this. Yeah, okay. Where does shoot from the hip come from? Now, the shoot from the oh, hip... Oh, I don't even... Mean, I thought that was talking straight up. I don't I, know. I don't know where it came from. That's what I thought. But one day I was like shooting... And I had the camera like on some shoot from the hip shit. Right. And you feel like it's a little core action. You feel a little stabilization. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if that is that where that was that where that originated. I mean, it's probably one from a if well, it was shoot, it would have to be some gun shit. Off the waist. <laughs> like shooting right out your holster. Yeah, maybe that Don't was try it. to bring it up. Yeah, let us know maybe, in the comments. Maybe it was not doing a lot of shooting with yeah. cameras back then. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know. You know what I'm saying? That's... I'm gonna look that shit up though. Mm-hmm. Keep talking. Well, let's keep talking. Let's not have a lull. Let's get a Google and a talk. Uh, I saw... Yeah, it come from a firearm. Yeah, I figured. It say okay. to discharge a firearm where it's held near the hip without taking time via the gun sights. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So then figuratively, it's to speak or act quickly based on first impressions without carefully studying the background information, wider context, et cetera. Mm. Yeah, so it's, it's get your gun out your holster and shoot it right away without trying to aim. Immediate. Yeah. That's the shit. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, you had to be quick draw McGraw. Yeah, yeah. You nigga mm-hmm. challenge you to a duel. Yeah. <laughs> shit together. Nah, niggas don't want no duel. They just yeah. want to surprise you. Pull that shit out and shoot yeah, you. Nigga. <laughs> yeah, no high noon. This is you know when on site. It went from high noon to on site. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> Speaking of a high noon situation, uh-oh. I was, you know, watching the net, as you say. Uh-huh. And um, it was it was uh this girl, she was in the theater at the Joker uh movie. Okay. And uh it was a, a situation happening before the movie started where this one dude, he had not stood up, and uh-huh. he was uh, challenging the guy that was sitting next to him. I guess I don't know what happened in the beginning, but he was like, "Yo, you know what I'm saying? I already did. I already pushed the button, da 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 da." And you know, and then dude said something. Then he was like, "Don't, don't bro me." You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He was like, "Oh, you, you wanted to talk all your shit." But now you don't like how I reacted. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So he's standing up and he's not no this little... Is, this he's not camera no phone footage? This camera phone footage. Okay. And he's not no little dude. Uh-huh. So it's camera phone footage from the next row. So he's like, you know, you talking all your talk, but you don't like how I responded. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Now you want to change it. But don't worry about it. I'm going to see you after the movie. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Uh-huh. And he hit him with a hit. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then he sat his ass down. Okay. <laughs> so Eric, the whole comment thread was like, you know. What happened? What the fuck? Like, one, it was like, how he going to stay mad for two and a half hours? <laughs> one. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then the other shit was like, damn, you, how you going to enjoy the movie? Right. Knowing <laughs> that the nigga next to you want to see you after the show. <laughs> but it's also like, you know how comic book movies, they always wait until after the credits for some next shit? <laughs> they got some after the credits action. So he got to wait. 
put his ass with nah. his schedule. You nah. know what I'm saying? What the fuck do you do? You're supposed to go off. And, as he, with as them, and, and he with his lady. As soon as them likes, if you want to stay, first of all, don't stay to get your ass beat. <laughs> what you need to do is say, all right, you got to play it cool. If you're going to stay with your ego and your lady, you wait till, that, till them lights go down. You wait about 15 minutes into the film and you go upside that man's head. Wow. Like he yeah, man. Yeah, I'm not waiting. There's no time release ass whipping. But he going to get the ass whipping. Because he wasn't them talk, talk. Because he, he hit him with a slick line right before he said, uh, I'm going to see you after the movie. He was like, you know, I'm here to see the I'm here to see the Joker. I'm not here to see you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, think, I think he done started some shit. Yeah, now he want to hit him with yeah. a slick little line. He was uh, like, okay. He was like, I'm going to see you after the movie. So what happened today? <laughs> so I'm reading through the comments. It don't show what happened. So I'm reading through the comments trying to see, you know what I'm saying, if there's any resolution to the right. shit. Old girl came back in there and said, dude got up and left before the shit came on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he got yeah. up out of there. Yeah, it didn't make no sense. <laughs> Yeah, that's hilarious though for, uh, them to, for them to hold all of that anger but and that anxiety through them two hours and two like, minutes. That's like when your mama tell you, when, when you get home from school, I'm going to beat that ass. Mm-hmm. But that's what it used to be though. It used to be the shit like, yeah. yo, three o'clock. It's a schedule, yeah. you know what I'm saying, situation, high noon. Wait, wait till after school. That's when all, you know, you know, all fights were scheduled. But the trip shit is my man had enough wherewithal to say, you know what, I want to watch this movie. Right, because I'm already, <laughs> I already $20. Paid, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to watch ticket. this movie. Yeah. But after this movie over, I'm going to beat your ass. That ass. And then somebody was like, you know, like I said, how you going to hold the anger? But I looked at it more like, Oh, no, nah, he just put that on his schedule of things to do. You know right. what I'm saying? It's like, shit, all right, I'm going to watch the joke. Uh-huh. I'm going to eat this popcorn. Uh-huh. And then when the credits go off, I'm going to get into some violence. I'm going to whip some ass. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? going to get a drink. That's a nigga who, that's what he do. Like, that, you know yeah. what I'm saying? He, he ain't had the same kind of threat, stress that we have about violence. Mm. His stress about violence is, I'm going to schedule this in. He know how to delegate it. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Compartmentalize yeah. the violence. So, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just left some violence. This is my entertainment block. You know shortly after my entertainment block, I go right back to I'm violence. I'm going to get back in there. I clock I'm, right back in. You know what I'm saying? Because, But see, when you out in the world, see, that's the thing about people. When you out in the world, you don't never know who you're dealing with. No. And where they fall on that violent spectrum. You know what I'm saying? Or any spectrum. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's like the internet got people thinking that everybody should believe the same shit. Yeah. Like if you say the wrong shit, you get chastised. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you fall on the wrong side of thought, you get chastised. But in the world, you might run across somebody who don't believe the same shit you believe in. You mm. believe in talking shit and letting it be ha ha, key key, back and forth. Right. <laughs> Some people believe in whooping ass. Right, right. You know no, what it's saying? true. It's true. <laughs> and when the when the mix get mixed up the wrong way and you get crossed the wrong motherfucker that ain't in your lane. Uh-huh. Woo, buddy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's when it get very shit. It feels very immediate. You know what I'm saying? Uh, was it a significant difference between the sizes of the cats? See, the thing is, you couldn't see, see the, that's the, the shit thing. talker. He didn't know what type of cat he opened. Exactly, but... You know what I'm saying? From the, you know, I hit him to watch the movie, you could tell it was a white guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this guy was white or Puerto Rican. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But he was diesel. Yeah. He wasn't like, like yeah. muscle bound, but he, you know what I'm saying? He looked like he could handle himself. Right. You know how on um, Jason Bourne, when he was in the little restaurant, he was like, you know, I can't remember shit, but I do know, you know what I'm saying, that we took 20 steps to get in here, da 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 and that guy at the bar looked like he could handle himself. Yeah. 
he looked like he handled himself. Real methodical. You know what I mean? He looked like he handled himself. I was thinking about that, uh, not in, in that particular thing, but it's one of those things to that point on some Jason Bourne shit. When you first walk into anywhere, <laughs> that's your mental checklist. You kind of, when you scan in the room when you first walk in, you see who could give you a problem. You see, <laughs> okay, I don't want no problems with that motherfucker right there. I don't want no problem with them. Those motherfuckers right there look dangerous. They might have a gun. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, they ain't no, that's no threat over there. You know what I mean? But right. you, there is still the scanning and the downloading of information, the awareness factor. That's I don't think that ever goes away. Nah, nah, because, you know, that's hood anxieties. Yeah, I guess you know you're going to be 60 years old still. Yeah, you're going to size niggas up. Looking around so before the before the, the, the fucking lights go down. You and, got your yeah. cane, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, what mm-hmm. can I use as a weapon? Absolutely. If shit go down, you get in the train, okay. Okay, that nigga right there look like he might get right. on some crazy shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's okay, this is what I'm going to do for him. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, you know, that's, that's how it is. And, and some people are more prone to the shit than others. No, absolutely. What's so funny is the peace you can find in the plan. Even if your plan might not be no shit that you could truly execute, you might have it in your mind like, okay, so I'm going to go straight to this motherfucker's trachea right. with this umbrella and I'm going to boom, bust that shit over and the next thing I'm going to, as he falls forward towards me, then I'm going to come to the side, I'm going to yeah. tap him in his temple, then I'm going to grab this. And all of this shit, this should sound cool, sound like some shit, if you know what you're doing. Right. But if you don't know what you're doing, if some shit pop up, you're going to realize, wait a minute, I don't even have the playbook for that shit. Or I'm going to try. Because a lot of that, see, a lot of that shit, you ain't really practiced Mm -hmm, mm it. You know what I'm saying? I know what I'm practicing. I know, so I'm going to use that as my first line of defense. Right. But a lot of that shit, what we be talking about, you ain't really versed. Nah. You know what I'm saying? You ain't had enough. You ain't got your 10,000 hours in violence. You realize it's you know been a minute. You know what I'm saying? Some cats yeah. got their 10,000 hours in violence. Yeah. And that's what they do. That's how they That's how they read the world. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They look at the world very physically. And that's a that's a, a art form that we've lost in today's society. You think so? Yeah. I mean, most of us. We go to our phone, our computer. We don't side. We don't get into no violent shit. We barely get into physical shit. I think that's because we older at this point. When, I think there's motherfuckers still out there fighting. Oh, I ain't saying that it ain't mother. I told you it's niggas that's on every level of the spectrum. Right. But society as a whole, they're trying to weed the violence shit out. You can't even whip your kids. Right. Which, okay. You know what I'm saying? That might give you, that might give you, you know, 50 hours of, of violence training. Too. Violence you know is frowned upon. Yeah, now. violence. You, you know what I'm saying? You get a, you whoop some ass in school, yeah. you might go to jail right now. Yeah. You know what Whereas I'm saying? back in the day, you yeah. could whip some ass and rip your shirt off right. and kind of get a little. Right. And get, yeah. de- and get detention yeah. and shit. Yeah, be you like, know what I'm okay. saying? And depending on who you was fighting, you might get a just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm glad you whooped them. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm right, saying? Right, right. That's true. That's so, uh, you know what I'm saying? The way more. that the laws are built. You can't really use violence in your in your with your kids and no shit like that. Not that you know, what I'm saying you you should. I I don't want my kids, but you know, what I'm saying all of that shit is getting phased out. And then <laughs> say say you do, yeah, you know, what I'm true. saying the only place they leaving for violence is jail, NFL, jail, MMA, uh huh, boxing, jail, uh huh. You know, what I'm saying that's about it. Hockey, maybe, hey, you know. You know, for spectacle. Right. You know what I mean? But other than that, 
It's not. It's not. Motherfuckers really. trying to take you to jail about that shit. You know, so funny. Speaking of that, violence and the Joker. The Joker came under a lot of attack because they're saying it's very violent. Mm-hmm. I saw it. Um, first of all, I, I thought the shit was dope. Really? I thought it was really good. I thought your man, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, killed it. I knew he was going to kill it. He's a genuine weirdo. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, And I was like, if anybody's going to play the Joker, he going he gonna to kill that shit. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I like it a lot. It reminds me. My homeboy Andy Haynes was probably the first person to say it, but it's mm-hmm. definitely true. It's basically Taxi Driver, but with the Joker. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Like, in the way of, it's a character study, you know what I'm saying? And then it's like, you see, you see the people fucking with him. Mm-hmm. You see him nearing his breaking point, mm-hmm. and you see there's a bit of an equalizer that comes into play, and then shit go left, you know? And... I think I think a lot of the outrage may be because, you know, I mean, not a lot of the outrage. I mean, I guess outrage is every day now, so it ain't even as outrageous, outrageous as it used to be. But I think a lot of the controversy is because... We're looking out. A lot of the controversy is uh, because... Uh, I think people thought it was going to be like a comic book-ass movie. But you know the Joker ain't never been the Joker, comic book one, motherfucker. One, the Joker ain't really been too much for play. You know nice. what I'm saying? Unless we go way back to the old Batman. Bang! Pow! But, zoom! Nah, you know what nah, I mean? nah. But Dark Knight, he came out. You know Dark what I'm Knight set a tone. So my thing is, if you see the Dark Knight, I don't understand how you gonna feel like, yo, this is, this is way too violent. This is a little crazy. I think one thing is, I think people were... Um, the shit is like a, it's like Taxi Driver. It's like a real gritty ass movie mm-hmm. masked as a comic book movie. Right. Like it's still a comic book movie because the source is still a Joker mm-hmm. and it's still some shit. But that's the only reason it's a comic book. That shit looks like, you know, they tried to film it in like 70s Manhattan. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it really feels like that, that whole Scorsese aesthetic. They even kind of make a little bit of an allusion to, King of Comedy in a little bit because there's a... Steve Harvey? No, King of Comedy <laughs> before. No, 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 no. OG King of Comedy, the movie, the Scorsese uh, okay, movie okay. with De Niro. Okay. And then, you know, and De Niro's in the I movie. mean, you got it, you know, we don't, I'll be... No, nah, that's what that, that's what we talking about. So De Niro's in the movie and then, you know, obviously De Niro was in Taxi Driver so it's like, you know, it's all of that shit going on. But the shit is good. The shit is fucking good. Uh... I liked it a lot. I thought that shit was... Yeah, I'm going to see it tomorrow. was dope. It was so good. Like, if if somebody would have threatened to whip my ass, I might have forgot midway through the film. (laughs) (laughs) And then forgot and walked out aloof. (laughs) It was all good. Walk out. Blah! Oh, damn. Damn, come on. I forgot this ass whooping I was promised. (laughs) Yeah, man. I seen it. I seen it. It's this, uh, this older white couple next to me. Mm-hmm. This white lady, she had to be about 65. She was, it was ridiculous. She was talking to the screen and shit. This is the shit that they typically project on us. Right. She was out there like, uh-huh. <laughs> Go ahead, Joker. <laughs> <laughs> ah! She was like, amazing. Amazing performance. 
<laughs> Bravo! Where did, you, where did you go see this? Nine at? motherfuckers in the theater. You say what? Happened? Where did you see this? I at? seen this shit in Atlantic City at the. Uh, oh yeah, the, that yeah, is okay. Yeah, I she, seen it in Atlantic City at the probably, uh, IMAX. She, she probably Tropicana. from you know what I'm saying Manhattan. Got st- stuck in Atlantic City after gambling too much. Twenty five years ago. I don't know where ago. she was from. I ain't feel Manhattan energy on her. She might have been from out in AC, but she kind of she was vocal as fuck. But then the way she was, perf- like, she was uh, like complimenting this performance, she felt like an acting coach. Like, she had the <laughs> cadence, she had the, the projection. She was like, amazing performance. That was brilliant. Like, she talking, like, we was all in class. Again, it's only nine motherfuckers that we don't know each other. You know, we scattered about the theater. That's what she might have used to do before she... She held court in that bitch like we paid for the class. She was like, what he did? Like, she started talking like... Did she give her a, a motherfucking 10? A little bit. People walking out, you know what I mean? But she talking to whoever's listening. But she was, she was talking like motherfuckers was here to see this shit. It was funny. But uh, yeah, man. Overall, I, I, I fuck with the Joker. I fucks with the Joker. Yeah, I'm gonna go good. check that bitch yeah, out. Yeah, check it out, man. Let me know what you think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been Speaking watching a lot of, of shit, so we can, you know, if you got any shit you want to recap, we can talk oh, about man. it. What, what I watched? Um. Mm-hmm. Actually, I watch. I'm not up on Succession. That's the only thing I'm behind okay, on there. I, 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 I'm up on that. I'm All up right. on Power. We can talk the about Power that. Novella. We can talk about the Power. You know, I see you know what people's got to get up out of here because we about to get into the spoilers. You know what I'm saying? Uh, All right, bro. Yeah, we'll yeah. At you. It's Tuesday. You know power spoilers. Spoilers at Sunday, one forty. Power spoiler Tuesday. Oh man, <laughs> I'm gonna say this. I. As much as I talk shit about this season, as ridiculous as it is, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I've been enjoying this shit. I've been, I've been, like I said, every Sunday, I'm watching that bitch as early as I can. It is. I remember. It's entertaining. It's entertaining. It is. It, there's still them. There are still moments where I'm like, even where I'm like, I like that scene. That was good acting. Or... I fuck with this show. I'm a miss. You know what I mean? Right. Like there was some moments in this particular episode. I found myself only feeling like, to be honest with you, it's really that Jason subplot that's killing me. I think that's probably the most ridiculous of them all. It just, right. it's just conveniently silly. You know what? Now you guys got to work together. And if you kill this one, I'm going to kill it. And it's like, man, if we don't get the fuck out of here with this silly Right. Everything else, I'm not as mad at. I'm fucking with a lot of it. Yeah, I mean, because really, they they go into a federal courthouse, you know what I'm saying, steal witnesses at will. Yeah. But they can't fucking kill Jason. That's what I'm saying. Like, it <laughs> hasn't saying? dawned on him just to pop him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he kill everybody else. He killed everybody. Tommy will shoot his mans. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. God damn. But, you know, it, it's something to keep so the story So let's talk going. about it. What you, what you, what's your thoughts? What you see? What's, let's, let's break it down. Ah oh, man, I, see, I when I think about the show, mm-hmm. I think about it in pieces. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's various little moments like that, that come to mind. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I really fuck with how Dre killed my man. You know what I'm saying? Well, I was very silly that he was able to get out of the the, oh. the zip ties. Yeah, but in the manner that he he got it popping, I fuck with how they shot that shit. Oh, it was dope, little smooth. When he put his brains on the wall, it was like, oh. It was smooth. You know what I'm saying? And it was, I hate to say, there's certain deaths on that show, or just in 
just in general in entertainment where mm-hmm. you like you your empathy is limited because you like nigga you you should have known better you did exactly. some dumb shit like he had been doing and it's not even he was doing dumb shit he was just being way too understanding gullible gullible and uh yeah like he's not in the in the crime world like he's he's giving well, too many people well it's not even gullible yeah ain't giving way too many people the benefit of the doubt but in real life but to be fair it is people like that you know what i'm saying of when course. you when you inside of a criminal situation most guys aren't you know what I'm saying super you know what i mean like they're not super strategic and all that stuff and some guys are just in it just to you know what I mean? Not be in real life. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, something like the streets is kind of like, you know what I'm saying? Some people just like, I I get, I could get some clout here, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And the rest of the world is kind of hard. And I got, I get paid, I got clout. And you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to do much more. You know it's what I'm saying? It's a vocation. It's like somebody, it's like, like people who go to their jobs and, and they just work their job every day and, and that's it, man. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Don't, Trust me about no other shit. Right. They're not trying to figure out how the company work or the boss trying to exploit them, you know what I'm saying, or the value of their talent. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And he was one of those guys who didn't understand the value of his talent mm. and just, you know, just fell into whatever time he said. Mm. Well, I mean, but then at the same time, well, I would think a person like that would probably be more of a cog in the wheel. Like, and maybe I'm just looking at this last particular episode because it happened so many times, or maybe mm-hmm. it was the last two episodes. But it was times when he'd be like, like when they, when they on the last episode, when Tommy was like, "Yo, I need y'all to get this product off, but I ain't got no money. I can't pay y'all." Right. That was a stupid plot, anyway. But go ahead. But the other two cats was like, "Nah, fam, two bit," and was spank. Right. They was like, nah, fam, I'm not doing this for nothing. Like, we, this is right. a job. We do this for... Right. My man was like, no, we must help Tommy. Right, but there's <laughs> always people like that. It's always no, no, no. the, the teacher's that. pet, I, the, the company man. And that's the, what that's what made his empathy so limited. Because I was like, man, you've been doing a little much. Yeah, you've yeah. You've been doing way too... You've been going against the grain. I'm not surprised you got... You got you your know, head popped yeah, off. It was, it was being. it was kind of being... Telegraph. Telegraph, yeah, no doubt. But you know, what I'm saying it's just a little. They only got. I can't understand how they a super big ass product moving organization. There's only three of their right, ass. right. Well, <laughs> none of them. But you know, what I'm saying they act in this distribution, so I get it. Yeah. So there's yeah, still two of them. Well, none of them. Two of them. Two might come back. Yeah, two might come back. They trying to get back on some <laughs> stupid shit. It was funny when they were, when they got fired, when he fired Spank. I was like, damn, Spank funny than a motherfucker. I like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I was Spank, really... Spank is one of them New York cats that, mm-hmm. like, you know what I'm saying, like a throwback New York cat. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He like an old school nigga from Fort Greene in, in 1987, 88. Uh-huh. Like me being from Miami, you look at characters on, on the screen. That's what you picture. You know what I'm saying? Like one of the most authentic ones would be like Spank. Uh-huh. Which, you know what I'm saying, I know don't represent the whole... But Spank is kind of like Mars Blackman, but the drug dealer version. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? I can see it. Like, you know, he, you know, he, he cool, he got the glasses and shit. You know, he, he got witty shit to say all the fucking time. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, a little, a little old in the face. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's part of it. That's part of the debate. I fuck with him, though. He funny as shit. Uh, Tate and his... Uh, 
his little jump off campaign. Yeah. That that was a little. I didn't like how that was right. wrapped up. That crazy. I still right. don't even trust that. Right, but like, how how the husband get a room key to the room? Uh, who knows? Dude, you know what I'm saying? Tate going to her room. Tate ain't got his own. It's like that, that you know. That white man. Say, hey, listen, I'm in uh, suite such and such. <laughs> I need my room key. They say, oh. I bet, bet. I mean, who knows? I thought, yeah, it was a little hotel room. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised how they you got know. that off. For a hot second, I thought maybe that was at the house. Nah, it was a hotel. It was a hotel. Yeah. And then my, my wife was like, you know, maybe it was her room and he, her husband, he got a key, but that. That don't make no sense. That don't make no sense that he would have a key, but I figured that maybe he, if that was her room, he played the husband card at the front desk. You know what I mean? Finesse the key. Right. You know, power is not really always about the, 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 the logical, uh, <laughs> the you know what I mean? Continuity. Yeah, sometimes you need to just suspend <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but she I, was, they was getting it in. They, they was putting their work. Power be putting in work on their sex scenes and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, they be going in. Yeah, they going for it. They, they, they trying to top. I think Scandal has set the bar for, like, regular TV. Uh, okay. And then from there, it felt like a license for everybody to just go in. Right. Yeah, so I guess Power, you know, Power on that premium yeah, shit. Yeah, Power too, on so. cable, so they got they got license. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tasha turning Tariq on the game. I didn't, I'll be honest with you, I didn't anticipate this, but I'm not mad at it. I didn't, I did not see that coming. I mean, she's. But it makes sense. Tasha true to character. Yeah. She wanted Ghost to be a dope boy. Her and Tommy are probably still the most consistent to character, in my right. opinion. I mean, everybody else, but nobody likes where Ghost want to go. Yeah. Nobody wants to see the drug dealer go legit in a TV. Or yeah. on the film. Yeah, I guess You know so. what I'm saying? So Tasha is true to form. She going to stay in the game. Right. She want the game. She respect that shit. That's what she know. Uh-huh. That's what she love. And you know what I'm saying? If her son is going to be in it, nigga, if you're going to do it, we're going to do it right. And this, let me show you how. And in that way, she could kind of coach up some talent. You know what I'm saying? Like like with Ghost, you know what I'm saying? She held him out. She da 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 But he never was coachable. You know what I'm saying? Ghost. Ghost was never coachable. Yeah, because they were, well, it's different, their relationship, right. too. You know what I'm saying? He he was already, when he got us, so, you know, you were, you know he going to ride with you, but you know how, how that shit get. Like Scarface said, you know what I'm saying? I had a woman down with me, but Demise, you know, she was trying to get me. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I thought she helped me out in this shit. <laughs> but to me, she was just another bitch. Nigga, when you said, now she's like, back with her mother. I thought you were talking about Scarface the movie. Nah, I realized that I love her. <laughs> Go ahead. I was like, who? When did he say that shit? Nah, nah, nah. Scarface the rapper. Yeah, yeah. Which was the most uh, open, honest, transparent semen verse of, you know, rap at the time. That record? What yeah, nobody, that? that's, that's my playing tricks. Oh, okay. But, you know what I'm saying, nobody had really expressed that right, kind no, of yeah. love and regret like, nobody loses on the rap records back there. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It was like, you know, so for him to say, you know, I ain't trust her. To me, she was just another bitch. And then to realize that, you know what, I really do love her. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> that, that was the first time that had happened. Yeah, it's a, that's an interesting lane. The vulnerable records. The um, There's uh, Looking at the Front Door is one of them, too. What happened? 
you know, uh, what you say? Uh, Treat me like a burnt piece of bacon. <laughs> uh, what he say? Uh, play the old stuck up rap. I forget the whole shit, but he's like going through it. He's like, yeah. yo, you don't think I'm good enough, right. or you eat beefing? Yeah, mama tripping. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. going through it, and then oh shit, remember your mom's in my business. <laughs> Tell your mom's to mind a business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a five K solo. And then the the you know I always. You know what I'm saying with Snoop on um bitches ain't shit. Bitches ain't shit. Everybody always look at it like oh, right. you know what I'm saying, very disrespectful record. Yeah. But Snoop was very open and vulnerable on that record. Yeah. And he lost on that record. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like he was the first one on the record to eat the pussy and like it was nothing. Like nobody really ate the pussy on the record back then. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm just in love like a motherfucker licking the pearl tongue. Right. Homies used to tell me that she wasn't no good. You know what I'm saying? Then he went to jail, came back, and his little cousin dad's, and he fucking his hoe. Now, right. You know what I'm saying? So he was he was heartbroke, but a still low. Man, fuck a bitch. So that's what the song, really, the premise of the song was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That he he got his heart broke. The disappointment. The, the disappointment. He was vulnerable. Which, which, at the time... Like, again, it was like, you never heard no shit like that on no record. But you see the reaction. Mm-hmm. Like, it was almost like when girls heard I Need Love from LL Cool J. Mm. When they, re- the response to the Bitches Ain't Shit record was like, oh, that's so, you know what I mean? Like, it was, it was, it was converse to what I thought it would be. Wait, you saw a more uh, sympathetic response? Yeah. To Bitches Ain't Shit? To Snoop verse on Bitches Ain't Shit? I never, I never heard shit, it mother- like that. Motherfuckers be, you, you used to see girls in the club on that record, like, you know what I'm saying? No, I know, but the beat is crazy, but, but I never heard women saying, but, but wow, at, Snoop, I didn't know you but, were so but vulnerable. At the, but at the time, you know what I'm saying, Snoop talk about eating, like no other rapper had talked about eating pussy on no the doubt. record. No and, doubt. And you know what I'm saying, got his heart broke on the record like that. Understood, but I never, outside of the conversations I've had with you talking about this record, I've never heard nobody really dissect the record in the way to where they would even place any emotion Towards anything beyond, nah. like when I, I just remember that beat dropping, <laughs> yeah, and it was like, yeah, it was, it was a moment where you like, hey, please forgive me, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but you know what I mean? My bad. I'll be back in four minutes. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm nah, gonna talk nah. Out. But you know, see, the thing was, I was in college at the time, so you know how college, you know, everything get philosophical. No, absolutely, you know that was a hell of a cipher, bro. You know, yeah, so you know, motherfuckers be like smoking weed, you know, what I'm saying, and and they they get to talking and shit, so right. you hear different shit, and it was very interesting to me the response, right, to that shit. You know, that's what I mean? interesting. I never caught that before, ladies. In the comments, if you felt that way when you was listening to Bitches Ain't Shit, <laughs> did you look past the hook to say, hey, nah, I hear the hurt in this man's It wasn't really about the song itself. It was about, like, Snoop as his own brand, Snoop right. as a person, Snoop as a rapper. It, I think people understood him better. People mm-hmm. people felt him. Like, yeah. even even on um, Ain't Nothing But A G Thing, the way he looked in the video. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's supposed to, he's like a super gangster on the record, but then when you watch the video... You know, he looking shy, his hat off, you know what I mean? He looking right. down, he won't look at the camera. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it was almost a thing where you you could, you giving him like, yo, you the top motherfucker in this shit, but I feel you. I would be the same way. I would be shy too. Right. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I think he garnered a, he had a lot of personality in the way that that's why he's still popping now. Everybody somehow found something to feel about Snoop Dogg. He's fully formed. He's one you know of the. I don't want to say one of the first, but he's definitely, because, you know, and that comes from the benefit of longevity. The longer you in the game as a rapper, you either going to become one-dimensional, almost a caricature of yourself, or if you evolve and, and like, report on your life or just revolve and appear in life and, and you know, deal with whatever's thrown at you, mm-hmm. people going to see more sides of you. Like, right. that's the thing, like, I still feel like we haven't seen everything Snoop got to offer, and it's over 20 years. Right. And I've been watching him since the beginning, and to feel like, and I genuinely feel like that because there's times that that don't happen that often with right. rappers to where you like, oh, shit, wow, they could do that too. Like, right. his whole GGN move where he right. was doing the interviews and just his whole, like, when he's talking about, when you really hear Snoop talk about music and some of the decisions he made and shit that he interacted in the music business and then mm-hmm. some of the choices he made based on just music in specifically mm-hmm. you know what I mean not even you like all of that shit and the, the way he pulled certain inspirations and all of that shit like it's like okay this cat is way deeper than I would have thought initially and that's no shot at him it's just like when I was young you didn't really expect much from a rapper outside of Persona and mm-hmm. a dope record. You know what I'm saying? So a, a lot of rappers don't get the benefit to grow up. Right. And, and you know what I'm saying? Express different sides. And Snoop had the opportunity because he was so loved on so many different fronts. Grandmas love Snoop Doggy Dog. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That he was able to grow up and show different sides and still be a cool motherfucker, be on the TV with Martha Stewart and Sesame Street, mm-hmm. and still smoke all the reefer. Right. You know what I'm saying? Have all the chicks sliding down the poles. Like he had the shit at, at University of Kansas the other night. Right. With the with the you know what I'm saying the stripper pole, the, girls the acrobatic the dancers on the poles. Right. Which you know what I'm saying ain't really no trip because it's really people who really take skills to do that kind of shit. Even nobody was naked. You know what I'm saying? Like certain Soleil shit is the same kind of shit. But that's an aside. But with with Snoop. His personality keeps him. Well, you know what I'm saying? Well, his spirit or, you know what I'm saying, his angels, God, whoever, whatever it is, he's kept against all the little shit that come at his way. You know, he's able to still be that motherfucker in the entertainment business that could kind of be his own way. Yeah. Everybody don't get that. Yeah. I guess, yeah, he's, you know, he... uh. He wasn't afraid to be himself. Right. I think some people don't feel like they're entitled to that. I think sometimes, and it's not even that they might not feel it, but sometimes you could be told that. You, so much about various industries, but definitely the music business back in the day, there used to be like unwritten rules that were kind of passed. Yo, you don't never want to do that. Make sure you don't do this. Or yo, if you you probably going to look crazy if you do that. Like, and a lot of that shit was fear-based because this was a, a developing industry and you've seen a lot of people's careers come and go fast and you kind of got to predict or kind of surmise real fast 
what was that downfall? And then mm-hmm. add it to the, y'all don't do that. Yo, next thing, you know what I mean? Yo, look, you don't want to look like, you know what I mean? Whatever it is. If it's some random shit like, you don't want to look like you got a lady. You know what I'm saying? Because you want to always look like you available to women and shit like that. Right. You downplay that shit. You, got, you know what I mean? And that kind of thing. And then, right, your shit. Niggas have wives. I remember Snoop was like, you know, it was one of the, not one of the right. first, but one of them cats that was like, yeah, that's my wife. Right. Like, and I remember until like maybe just maybe 12 years ago, I'd say, rappers started like embracing <laughs> matrimony, you know what yeah, I mean? Right, and like, right. like claiming, you know what I mean? Like, uh, get, most of the times when they married another celebrity. <laughs> well, that, yeah, typically that, because it was, it was a look. Right. But then it became, like, it became a look, but then you started, you not starting to, I do see more and more cats that are like, Marrying they real baby mothers, they real woman, like they real lady who they was with prior to the shit or, mm. you know what I mean? That's not in the light and they just a regular person. They're some, you know what I'm saying? Right. And they embracing that. They saying, no, I'm a fully full person. When I get off this right. mic, I got, a, I got a wife, I got kids, I got a mortgage. Right. Like you starting to hear more about it. I guess it's because, you know, we've had more years with it. But you started and, to hear and, you more know, about- And the internet demands more information from these celebrities. And you well, can't hide. I mean, a lot of times it's harder to not give some of your other side. Right. And then it's less record label oversight where they kind of controlling your whole image and right. shit like that. Right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm, I'm sure that definitely plays a, a portion of it because the internet is like social media and all that. You need some content. So it's like, well, shit. Right. I'm, I, I'm trying to monetize this song, so I can't just give y'all a song. I'm going to give you a moment with my son. Right. You know what I mean? Or whatever. You know, it's dead ass. If you want to be ruthless about it. Parent trapping and shit. Parent trapping, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, wow. You know what I mean? You know, all that type of shit. But, uh, you know, it's a good thing because I think it, it shows, uh, you know, it shows the other side of shit. Like, it, it's it's so funny, like, now that certain rappers are getting older, you know, the content is the older stories, right? right. And what's kind of cool is a lot of these rappers, for the most part, are kind of getting past these beefs that we probably thought would people would never get past. You know what I'm saying? And then they, they speaking on the beefs and how they, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's Fat Joe and, and Jay-Z or whether it's Fat Joe and 50 or whether it's, you know what I mean, whomever, right. little brother, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Little brother had a beef? Little brother, yeah, they, they, you know, they parted for a long time. Oh, beefing with each other. Within, yeah, within the, the group, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But it's just like, as you get older, you got more maturity and you got, there's more nuance to relationships and it's not so persona-based. So it's like, yo, you know, I felt hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like, your favorite rapper saying some shit like, yo, I felt hurt about that. And mm-hmm. I didn't, you know what I mean? I ain't really want to get on the record with this person because I felt, the, you know what I mean? Back in, you know, back in the day, they am like, yo, I don't really fuck with son. You know what I'm saying? He know what it is. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Rather than being honest and vulnerable and being like, yo, nah, I was I was disappointed at that point. Or I was I was lost. I didn't know what to do. Or I lost my confidence in this position. You like, but, wow. But that's the benefit of being able to grow up. When you yeah. twenty when you're 25, you don't give a fuck about a lot of shit that you give a fuck about when you're 40. 
No, but you know what, though? No, that's true. That's true. Absolutely. But what I've noticed, and I don't know if it's because, I don't know what it is because I don't have kids, but I've noticed that this new generation of rappers and kids, they seem to be a little bit more forthcoming and a little, they know how to articulate their feelings a little bit more. They don't, I don't know. I don't, I haven't, you know, like they don't, they don't seem to be caught up in the same shit that my generation well, was caught up in. Obviously, they got well, their own little shit going on, but I feel like at least they're not as, uh, I don't know, I guess they're not as, um, I don't know, there's still persona, but there's a little bit more depth well, to what they're doing now. Yeah, no doubt. And everybody is more aware of business, one. Two, um, back in our days, everybody was isolated. Wherever you was from, that's right. what, you know what I'm saying? You were isolated in your region or whatever. Right. And it wasn't an internet to connect everybody every day and connect these universal ideas. Right. So if you was from Compton, you had a Compton state of mind. Right. And you went out in the world with a Compton state of mind. If you was from Miami, you was Dade County state of mind. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's how you went out in the world. And you didn't, under, you didn't know what an Atlanta nigga was like until you hit Atlanta. Right, and you didn't hit them. You, you didn't hit there with. I know what you like, so I'm gonna come at you like how I already know what y'all fuck with. Now nah, you coming as a Miami nigga, or you coming as a Compton nigga, or you know what I'm saying. So it's a lot different back then. Until you start mixing it up with people, you don't know what they about. So you try to stand your ground, and you know with the internet, it gives everybody. Uh, you kind of you get an idea of what. London rappers going through. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You get an idea what niggas in Nigeria going through in South Africa. So it's a whole lot different. So people have a better understanding of, okay, what are these mindsets that are, are, are going around? But then, you know, you do have guys who got their they own reputation and you know that nigga probably ain't to be fucked with, so I'm really not going to fuck with him. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Off rip. Because you already seen it. You've seen some examples. You've seen some victims. And you like, you know what? Either you're going to go hard and try them, or you're going to, I'm going to let them have it. No, but what I mean, too, I, I dig it. But I think and definitely the internet has something to do with it. And I think just time has something to do with it. Because to your point, not only were you isolated, but you were the representation, like when rap first kicked off, if you was first through the door, you represented that area. Right. You know what I mean? Like when, so like, you know, obviously if you're from there, there's people that are forgotten or people that might not be, you know, not, might not be known, but mm -hmm. Rockham represented Long Island. Luke represents Miami. To people that aren't from Miami, there's probably people from Miami that seen other people prior to Luke, but it was like, boom, this is what we know for Luke, boom. Right. NWA is what we know for, for Compton, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, Big Daddy Kane is what you know for Brooklyn or whatever, right? And then as it, as it changed, as it gets all, like further and further along, more people got to come out. And initially, some people might come in and be like, oh, I'm from Miami, so I might need to do booty shake to pop or at least feel that way, mm -hmm. even if they don't feel that way, right? right? And then there's motherfucker that say, nah, I'm going to talk about this type of shit, so I'm going to add another level to what you could expect from Miami, right? right? So then it's like, you look at somebody like Kendrick coming from Compton, that's a little different than what you would have thought of 
fucking Compton 20 years ago. Right. You know what I mean? Good Kid, Mad City. or You know right. what I mean? So it's just like, it just, I guess it's, it's the generations that it's like, it's like performers or any type of art, the people that come before you kind of push it open a little bit more, give you a little bit more room. Yeah, I know y'all used to be do it like this, but I did it like that. And now this is an option. Yeah, because it, it takes time and time, you know what I'm saying? Compton after NWA. You know what I'm saying? Nash on a national it scale, it got it got quiet. So, you know what I'm saying? We didn't see their evolution. You know what I'm saying? Kendrick might be the representation of Compton's evolution or the art artistry in LA. You know what I'm saying? South LA. The artistry might have changed. You know right. what I'm saying? Cause but we don't get a birds, we don't get a close view of it because it's not on the, it's not in our face right there. So uh-huh. you had you had plenty of artists that, you know, could have led to why Kendrick raps the way he rapped. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But, you know. It's just evolution. I mean, yeah, I mean evolution. if you look at the game, the game rapped like an East Coast cat, but right. he was from Compton. Right. You know what I mean? Like, he, I mean, not to say he didn't have his shit littered with L.A. references and all types of gang culture and all of that, but if you listen right. to his flow and his approach to the mic, it's more, it's, it's more East Coast leaning than it is. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Traditional West Coast shit. Right but anyway, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know how we got but, into this shit. Yeah, we we fucked the power love review. Oh, we was talking about power <laughs> no, but, and shit. But you know what I'm saying? And continuing on that type shit. Yeah. I did, I listened to the Mogul season two podcast. What are those episodes that are out? The Miami joint. The Miami joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know That's a, a Jinx. Of, Shout out to Jinx. You know him? I don't know him. I know he's a, uh, a AUC alumni, so I got you know I got okay. love your, and respect. Your, your I, I gave him a pound one time at Complex Con. He's you know AUC cat doing his thing. I said peace. Mm-hmm. I see you out here. And then I just I see recently he's doing press about that because you were the person that told me about the uh, the mogul situation, the right. Miami look. I didn't even know about it. Well, well the listeners hit me about it because you know they know you Miami. They, they they hear me talk about the Miami stuff all the time, and um, so. About four people hit me about it, and I was like, let me check this shit out. So I, I went and checked it out, man. It, it's actually pretty good. You know what I'm saying? Um, oh, it hasn't all the way dropped? It's dropping No, nah, they, they dropped six episodes. I'm not sure when they dropping anything else, but I'm, it didn't seem like that was the end. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? So they dropped six episodes. Most of it, which was weird how they broke it up, because they probably should have stopped at five and then came back. But most of the six was about Luke, Two Live Crew, and the freedom of speech part of how it started. But they do talk about, you know, how bass music actually started, you know what I'm saying, how the Pac Jam played a a role in that. But again, being there, and you know what I'm saying, it's like some people were, they were there for, you know, Cool Herc's party in the projects in the Bronx, you know what I'm saying? And they could tell you what was happening and how it went down. For this, you know what I'm saying, it's like one of those situations where I was actually there, you know what I'm saying? I was in the Pac Jam skating rink when Two Live Crew came to perform before they moved to Miami, you know what I'm saying? So it's I was there. Before and it, Luke was even a part of it at that point, right? No, nah, Luke was a promoter. He promoted the Pac Jam basically... If you listen to the Mogul podcast on Gimlet, you know, season two, uh, 
and it's based on Miami, you know what I'm saying? And when you listen to it, they'll talk about the Pac Jam. But they talk about, they really start to say, you know, Pac Jam, Liberty City. But the Pac Jam didn't start in Liberty City. You know what I'm saying? Luke and then Ghetto Style, they were all from Liberty City. But the genius part about what they did was he went further north in the city to mm-hmm. where, you know, I'm, I, I grew up in Carroll City. But even further north, there was a skating rink. Mm-hmm. And the neighborhood was still kind of white. Mm-hmm. And it was Sunshine Skating Rink. And um, basically, Luke came into a white skating rink and said, I want to do this party on this particular night, either Friday or Saturday. And then when he did the party, when he advertised the party on the radio station, that shit said, at the Pac Jam Skating Rink. Mm-hmm. And niggas was like, what the fuck is the Pac Jam Skating Rink? And so he brought people from the city, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, from all around. He brought black people from all around to come shit. to this white-ass skating rink, right. which he called Pac Jam. Oh, he called it the Pac Jam. Yeah, he Jam. just called it the Pac Jam. Oh, uh, okay. So that was like the first, like in real life, that was the first time where I really realized what marketing was. Mm. I probably was like in sixth, seventh grade, and it was like, damn. Because I was like, when you hear the address, it was like, yeah, Pac Jam Skating Ring, such and such and such, 199th Street. You're like, like, what is that? Nigga, that's the Sunshine Skating Ring. Right. But I was like, damn. So when you go and you see Oh, you it, knew about that rink. Yeah, it's from it's in my neighborhood. It's like the next neighborhood over. Oh, uh, okay. So that's like, you know, we go there to go skating. But uh, it, it's okay. usually like white. Uh-huh. You know, and they be playing Holly Dolly and shit like that. What's Holly Dolly? That's a song. Look that shit up. Holly, <laughs> Dolly, keep moving on. You know about Holly Dolly. Uh-oh. <laughs> I got to hear it. We're good. So, so, you know what I'm saying? So when I heard the address, I was like, yo, that's a sunshine skating rink. And... When you go to the party, you go, and it's like, oh, shit. They got all the whole city of this bitch. Right. And it's like, yo, this is fucking genius. That's what I'm thinking. As right. a kid, like, this is fucking genius that he turned Sunshine Skating Rink into... He rebranded it. The, you know what I'm saying? To his own shit. Right. And so that was the real big part about why the Pac Jam was so special. Because he, he brought people from all over the city to a place where they wouldn't have normally been. And he would bring all the rappers, whatever rappers was out, Schoolie D, mm-hmm. da, da 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 And then he, you know, Two Live Crew when they had this record called Beatbox. And, you know what I'm saying? And they said in the in the podcast, they go through it, and, and a lot of it is is all legit, it's all good. They do, they do a really good job, but you could tell that Jinx wasn't actually the guy who was on the ground when they did the the mm-hmm. Miami interviews because some some of the continuity didn't match up. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And you could hear like, you know, JT talking, saying some stuff and it kind of contradicts what he says once they go to the voiceover. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But other than that, I thought it was, you know what I'm saying, it's a real good representation of a basic, you know what I'm saying, top level representation of where bass music came from. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up. I'm just an old Miami nerd that knows more of the information that I would, I would put. I'd probably put too much shit in it where people wouldn't even want to listen to the shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I go too deep. You know what I'm saying? You fuck with it. You yeah, I mean that was it. that was my life. So yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, when that. you when you talk about hip hop, you you get it. You see it from a like New York hip hop. I saw it from afar, and you was into it, and you yeah. like, oh shit, this is crazy. Yeah. This is some new shit. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? And then the first time you ever seen it in real life was like the Fresh Fest. Yeah. They come through, do the real shit. I'm like, oh, that's the real shit. But then it's a whole another thing popping up where you from. It's the same culture. Right. It just sounds different. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. And but it feels the same. You know what I'm saying? The energy, the, the you know, the excitement. Like it's young, you young, is you you in middle school and shit. You got middle schoolers, high schoolers just having it. Right. Sweating the walls in the motherfucking spot. You right. know what I'm saying? And and to see how that turned into like a billion dollar industry. Mm-hmm. And to be able to work in that industry my whole life is crazy shit. You know what I'm saying? Like that's crazy to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When you, yeah, it was there. You seen it, you seen the shit in, with your very eyes. You see it, you 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 join it and you rep that shit and you ride it out. And everything that I've done, every money that I made, all is based on that culture. That feeling. You know what I'm saying? And that feeling. And it, you know, to to be here now, I'm I'm 48 years old. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's all I ever done. Like mm-hmm. I, I you know what I'm saying, I didn't do no. All my shit had to do with with that culture. That's beautiful. You know what I'm saying? And it's like watching it start and then watching where you at, it's like, you know, that shit is that shit is bananas. Nah, you? that shit is fucking beautiful. Speaking of Miami, uh JT, you know, JT from the City Girls just got out. Oh, she got Supposedly, out. Yeah, she got oh, out. Shit. Yeah, she put out you a freestyle. Oh, she put out. Oh, you know, when she got I out. Think I think I supposedly I said it on the on the blogs. Today? Today, about an hour ago. That's what's up. Ago, That's something what's like up. that. So she got out. We'll see what happens. Nah, I mean, I think see. they about to light it up. I hope so. We'll see what happens. Cause she's the the rapper of the two, too. Right. So hopefully, and that's she, that's that's a good energy, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean to get out energy finally, you know, and we'll see how it click and see what the, what they do. Because they got it started, then she went in. She went in right. right when it was about to pop. Right. Then it popped with her verses and shit. But she in jail yeah. now. She get to come home and live it. It should and, be interesting. You know, I'm, I'm, she probably gonna run her bag up getting features and shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. It's gonna. You know, I guess they they own the hot girl fall and winter. Let's see what happens. You know what I'm saying. Oh man. Um, speaking of, you're talking about how basically, you know, you went from uh, seeing the culture as a fan, experiencing the culture as a fan, and now being a participant throughout your life and it's been a through line throughout your life and it's like wow that you know you yielded a lot from it and it just that's a beautiful thing but it uh, it also reminds me if I was looking online see a lot of people went to this uh this Tyler Perry studio oh yeah yeah opening. yeah that shit felt like it seemed like it was a very big moment yeah and I looked at a lot of people's uh you know, their Instagram feeds and their, their you know, yeah. their dispatches from the shit. I was listening to, to Bev talk about certain things that was cool. Yeah. I seen, uh, seen Spike Lee. I thought this was cool. That was crazy. Have autographed the, the menu. Did he? Yeah, he, like, everybody had these, you know, everybody yeah, they had personalized they, yeah. menus, right. which was fire. It's the details. Make a motherfucker really feel like they was there. Right. They got their name on the menu. But what Spike did that was kind of cool is he took his menu and he got autographs from everybody that was there. He posted on Instagram. He was like, yo, whose autograph can you spot? 
Right. There's mad autographs on there. I seen, I think, Beyonce, Hillary Clinton's on there, uh, Two Chains is on there. Uh, it just shows like the how it ran the gamut of all the those scope. people that were in the scope of all those people that were there right. celebrating such a, a big moment. But it also made me think it's a good thing that's not Tyler Petty. Cause right. uh, you know a lot of motherfuckers wasn't fucking with Tyler. I mean, uh, stylistically, and right. there's a lot of people that still don't. But I mean, and Spike was the main vocal one. He was one of the first. He called he him was, a coon. I, oh wow, damn! I know he called him a coon, but he, damn, he called him a coon. The fact that he looked beyond all of that, opened his doors, and yeah, said, hey, "Come on and celebrate." That's what winning looked like. I want to. I want you to see this win up close. He had to. He named a studio a soundstage after Spike. Oh wow, that's that's, that's why Spike was there. He named a soundstage after him. Uh, you know what I'm saying? He he had all like all his you know well, that was his nice. idols. He named soundstage after. I wonder and, if he was on the surveillance cameras in the back. Like look at these niggas down there. You look this motherfucker right there. You know that motherfucker called me a goon back nah, in I fucking mean, 03. But when you done ticket, you, you done visualizing up Kate. When you visualize your whole plan, no, I don't. You know what I'm saying? But that's the second time that that Spike is caught into a contradiction. You know what I'm saying? Because when Cuba Gooden Jr. won the Oscar and he got up there and wilded it out and was dancing and acting a fool, uh-huh. Spike called him out and called him a coon or whatever the fuck okay. he called him. And then when Spike got the the honorary Oscar shit, he jumped into Sam. He Mel jumped Jackson. up there and acted like a goddamn coon him damn self. Uh, jumped in Sam Jackson arm with a purple suit on. Come oh, on, it don't man. get more coonish than that. <laughs> you know, I always, <laughs> I always had a pilot. I don't know where I would shoot this. What network I could sell it to? But I always wanted to do some shit called Coon Court, just cause, <laughs> just cause. Sometimes I, I need a nigga to, uh, deal with to defend himself. Right, right, you know right, what right, I'm right, right, like, right. Definitely. He, him, and Sam but, knew each other from Morehouse. They, yeah. they fought with each other. So I that. That was recasted as Black Boy Joy, even though Spike is damn near in the 60s. I call mean, it whatever, whatever, I, Joy. I understand. But, but I can the, dig it. But the Keep optics, the same energy. But see, what happens is you're not just representing you and Sam but and see, Morehouse. You representing the culture okay. at a whole. Well, and a, I'm not going against them. Nah. I'm not I'm not in the Coon Court. Well, there's a couple yeah, of cases not, on the Coon no... Court docket. We can okay. talk. That's the first one. Right. The jumping in the, is now is that Coon behavior. But what I also saw you, suit, what I also is, saw yeah. you say, because he's not a cute that's dog. A, that's, another, that's another case. Okay. Can a black man wear a purple suit without being a coon? Yeah, like yes, you gotta bring it. Yes. Okay. There are shit. some stylistic purple suits. Okay. Prince ain't never been a coon. Okay. He wore purple so, all the time. I mean, Eddie wore purple in Eddie wore purple. He, I wouldn't give it to him. But you did come out the gate saying he had on a, bl- but it was a purple a, it suit, was a, which is some coon behavior. It was some coonish. It was a coonish purple suit because he, the, he had on the gold shoes. You said he's not a cute dog. Prince ain't a cute dog. That That's what I'm saying. Dog. But he ain't on gold shoes either. Nah, nigga. Ah, but the, it's about the style, yeah. man. If you I make the know. style work, then you can make it work. All right. Well, Coon Court is adjourned. It's not adjourned. Right it's right still now. open. He, he so you saying it's an open docket? It's an open docket. I ain't going to coon him out. I'm just saying the shit, the judgment that he passed along to other people, he put himself in a position to kind of be judged upon. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what happened. And, you know, the old school saying, when you point one finger, you got three fingers pointing back at yourself. No doubt. And so to watch Tyler grow to the space that he has grown to, mm. 
execute his plan. Because there's plenty of people that could have been in position to do the similar type of thing. But Tyler executed that shit, opened his studio, bought another studio, mm-hmm. and kept it growing. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of people got to eat crow on, you know what I'm saying, his style and and what what he's doing means to the the culture as a whole. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because be, sometimes it's beyond just the content that you putting out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when you looked at when, you know what I'm saying, beyond the fancy mm-hmm. event that Tyler had, right. a couple of days before, he had one for his employees. Okay. And when you look at that shit, that shit is blacker than a motherfucker. Okay. I seen the picture of the title staff. Mm-hmm. It don't look like that. And mm-hmm. I, I would beg, you know what I'm saying? I would, I would challenge any of our, you know what I'm saying? heroes that got these big companies and shit and let's see they staffs and I don't think any of them would look like Tyler's mm. you know what I'm saying shout out to Tyler I'm you know good. what I'm saying Oprah all I don't believe none of them staffs look uh-huh. like that mm. that man's staff look real black Nubian you know what I'm saying you know he got a few people in, in positions that's white whatever whatever non Nubian no doubt but when I looked at that title staff picture <laughs> Woo-woo. <laughs> Look diverse. You know what I'm saying? I get them motherfuckers $9.99 every month. You know what's so funny? <laughs> I used to do a joke where I was like, uh, uh, I never met a white person with a title subscription. That wasn't complimentary. Like, I would love, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I'm just, let's... I'm sure it exists. I'm, of course it does, but I just they were never... like they were like a... A European company before they even uh, came to okay. America. So you saying they, they got grandfathered in? No, 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 I'm sure they got European customers yeah, yeah, yeah. and shit. But I don't know no American black white Americans with it. But you know, what I'm saying I ain't really, you know, what I'm saying polling my white friends on their music subscription well, either. Anyway, shout out to Title though. I have been fucking with them recently. They, you know, real talk. Actually, I've been listening to the Rap Radar shit. The Juicy Shay interview was really fucking good. You would enjoy that shit. All and right, Stephen A. Stephen A. Smith shit was official. Right. Uh. What was I say? Yeah, man. But yeah, shout out to Tyler Perry. That shit was is is dope. It's dope to see, uh, you know, somebody build history like that, create, uh, put their stake in the ground, and empower themselves. You know what I mean? Uh, so that was big. That was big news. Yeah, man. So yeah, salute Tyler Perry, man. That that's historic. No doubt, no doubt. Big shit, big shit popping, man. Yeah. I think the A is gonna be. They, they feeling like they on fire right now. Yeah, it's popping down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, man, anything else going on with you? What's the latest? Man, that's it, man. I'm actually headed to the A, you know what I'm saying, to, to bust off a new project. Oh, yeah, right, 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 right. right. Yeah, that should be so, dope. You excited? Yeah, I'm very excited. There's a lot going on with It's my first real TV shit. Oh, shit. You know like... TV, TV show. You can tell the people about it or what? Yeah, yeah. I'm um, producing on a show called Central Ave that's dropping November 4th. It's a, a daily entertainment news show. Um, <clears throat> that's, um, you know, produces, e- executive produced by Will Packer. You know what I'm saying? Showrunner Monique Chenault. I'm one of uh, seven producers, I think it is. Mm-hmm. J- J- Jalissa Bermudez is hosting with uh, Sonya Richards-Ross who was an Olympic gold medalist. She's the other host, and um, shit, it's going down. Like, we, we head out. I head out this weekend to start on pre-production, and um, it'll be on air on Fox in select markets. I think it's 15 markets 
on November 4th. But yeah. you'll start seeing the press. They, you know what I'm saying? I think the press starting, like, after tomorrow. That photo shoot going on right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. Central Ave coming soon. Word up. Central Ave. Shout out to Yonkers. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck kind of Yonkers? <laughs> Central Ave and Yonkers. You know what? Central Ave come from Central Ave in Los Angeles was like the 125th Street of LA. Oh yeah, yeah. It was like in the in the the 20s and 30s and shit. That's where all of the jazz and the cool people and the fancy people and um the uh you know what I'm saying that's that was the, the strip that was where okay. it was. You know what I'm saying. So Central Ave represents that whole feeling of of being on on that main strip, whatever city it is. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, that's what's up. So you're about to be in Atlanta. Uh, anywhere else they can catch you for next? Shit, week? You catch me on the Instagram at Mr. Muhammad, on Twitter at Mr. Muhammad. You know what I'm saying? As we always do. And uh, shit, where you gonna be? Where am I going to be at? I'll be at uh, Eastville on Thursday on the 8 o'clock show. I'll also be there Sunday on the uh, 8 o'clock show as well. And I'll be at uh, Westside Comedy Club on uh, the 16th on the 8 p.m. show. And I'm probably going to be at a few other places between now and then. I'll update that on my website, DamianLemon.com. But until then, tell a friend to tell a friend. And even an enemy. To get in the conversation. Yes, sir. We are out. And the main thing of it all is to be in the conversation. Conversation.